Lakers' first step into the playoffs is a staggering stumble. Who wrote it? Mr. Bill Flashkey, and there he is. Hey, they did baby. win, though. Stand to the they post. did come back. That's got to be a good thing. Trey Young, 3-0 in the play-in. Is that a good thing? And the Bruins, the best ever. Is that a good thing? Let's go. Ooh. Aging the Polish for me. Isn't that right there, baby? <laughs> How much did Minnesota miss Gobert last night and McDaniels? Because when Carl Anthony Towns got his fifth foul, complete turnoff of Minnesota's offense. And a game very winnable for Minnesota at LA went the other way. 16 points in the fourth quarter in overtime is the fewest in NBA postseason history. And for the Lakers to come back from 15 down for Schroeder to hit the three for Davis to foul only on oh. three. But to come back from that, that's something, right? No flashy. I know how you feel about this, but is there any element here that makes you think, well, they got the first step and they can go on from here? No. It was hideous. They can't win like this, Tony. They just can't win like this. Before the game, the, the uh, Timberwolves coach, Chris Finch, said that his team was a wreckage. He calls his team wreckage. Well, it turns out the Lakers were nearly wreckage in this game. Trailed by as many as 15 points. LeBron didn't come on to the end. Anthony Davis didn't show dominance. D'Lo made one. I think he made one shot. And even that, they came back, had the, the, the brilliant, great, game-winning shot by Schroeder. And what do they do? Anthony Davis has what he calls a brain fart, and he loses Conley in the corner, fouls him, three, you know, three throws, goes overtime. This, this should have been a two-foot putt, Tony. It should have been a gimme. The T-Wolves the, the were a mess. The Lakers now, I don't see it. Playing this way, they can't, beat, they can't beat Memphis. They can't beat Golden State. They can't beat Denver. Okay, LeBron, I believe, was the one who called it a brain fart on Anthony Davis, whoever smelt it. You know, whatever, no. I don't know. Woody Page, let me go to you here. Uh, maybe outside the forest and the trees a little bit. A win is a win in the playoffs or something worse? I, I'm stunned. I've never heard uh, Bill say it's over <laughs> a week before it even starts. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Because I, when I was watching the game late trying to stay awake, I thought <laughs> this team See? of the Lakers – Oh, it was terrible yeah. to okay. watch. It was terrible to watch. Uh, but I expected you to be stronger in a positive way, Bill, about them. But at the very end of regulation, Davis and James were under the other team's basket during a timeout, and they were both just famished. I mean, they couldn't they, – they were, like, holding on to each yeah. other. I saw a team that – when it plays Memphis and the Grizzlies, it's going to have serious problems trying to stay up and get get in a rush with that young All right, Memphis is uh, asking for it, team. though. Woody, I'll give you points for honesty that it was tough to stay up and watch the game. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's the game before the series, before the series, before the series, before the series. But this is the business we've chosen, David Dennis Jr., on last night's play-in. Yeah, as, as a panelist who was able to stay up for the game and wake up this morning to discuss the game, I, I want to give a little bit of credit <laughs> to the Minnesota Timberwolves for their, their ability to lose this game. The mental ineptitude of this team is otherworldly. Last year, they blew two, uh, two double-digit games in the fourth quarter, the only team to do that, and they blew another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter last night. Anthony Edwards, three for 17. Cat, 
foul trouble, 16 points in the last 17 minutes. And with all that said, it took the Lakers to overtime to beat this game, to beat this this terrible team who, by the way, also can't stop punching animate and inanimate things. And it, it's worrying me that Anthony Davis said that they had to win this game because they could not play on Friday. Well, when the playoffs actually start, you're going to be playing on Tuesdays and Fridays. So you need to be able to do that back-to-back, and I'm not sure that they can do that with the age and the way that they're playing. And Pablo Torre. But to come full circle here, I do want to return to something Bill started off with, which is the sentence that they cannot win like this. They just won like this, Bill. Like, I understand that Bill wants to be the voice of reason amid the hordes of Laker fans, but Tony, if you're to actually, I think, psychologically diagnose Laker Nation, This is the sort of game that, of course, the Lakers would win. They had every advantage going in. They squandered those advantages. They were down 15, then down 10. And still, despite all of it, despite trying to give the game away, their talent, their their Lakerness enabled them to pull it out. And I'm not saying the Lakers are a good team. I'm just saying they're a team that is infuriating in their capacity to still be in the conversation despite every reason to eliminate them, Bill. Uh, all right. I just want to be more honest about what Laker fans are actually feeling right Put now. Put a banned phrase because we're in it. Welcome to the conversation, Pablo Torre. Plashke wants back in, please. Cat, Cat got his fifth foul with about nine yeah. minutes left change, in the game. The, game. the T-Wolves were outscored by... 16 points after that. He was restricted. If he didn't get his fifth foul called on him, the, the Timberwolves they couldn't score. Game. And we've ne- that's how bad. They had, couldn't score to the extent we've never seen. Again, that's an NBA record. 16 points combined, fourth quarter and overtime. Woody, last word after the horn. Yes, one thing that we do have to mention about the Lakers, when this version of, of uh, uh, Russell and uh, James – and Davis play together, they're 9-2. and two, So we can't totally dismiss that they're just going to be run over when they get into the real David playoffs. David Dennis, right. Jr., last word. I mean, what's also concerning is who ended that game. The players that they got in this trade at the deadline were not there. They couldn't rely on those guys to, to win the game. It was, it was the old guard. So that's the thing that's, that's also troubling with them going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt was terrible, too. They're, yeah, they were, they were all... It was. It's a mess, Tony. It's a mess out here. I, I, I say. A mess. I'm not suggesting it's not. You just sound like you're very sad about it, Flashkey. It's just. A, we'll move on. Hawks dissecting the Heat last night. Jimmy Butler said nobody picked the Heat. Look at this. Everybody picked the Heat, and you can include the four in our panel yesterday. So, Newt's Hawks feeling themselves a little bit right now. David, how this happened, and that it happened, was it more about Atlanta, Miami, or the play-in format where it's not one and done? As much as I want to scream at the Heat to get a stinking rebound or score some points, this was really about the Hawks and about, you've heard, playoff P. What about play-in T? Trey Young, 3-0, and best play-in player of all time, guys. Yeah, yeah, but, but is that a good thing? Do you want to be the best play-in player of all time? <laughs> hey, gla- glass half full over here. But no, really what, what this game was really about was rebounding and Clint Capella and that Atlanta Hawks team rebounding on 43% of their missed shots. The best in the league is 34%. And since Snyder has been there, they've had the highest offensive rebounding percentage. So that is something that that is sustainable for them. And they could have folded when they were, you know, when Miami came back. Trey Young had those trade rumors right before the game, and he persisted. This is a big-time win for the Hawks, no matter how far they go after Pablo Torre. 
This is a big glass is 51% full kind of scenario, David. This is not a, I mean, this is, you are a team that is mediocre and just does enough in the play-in game to eke these things out. And the reason they won and why I was so wrong yesterday is because the Heat got outcultured by the Hawks. This is a case of, in fact, what David didn't want to do, which is talking about rebounding in defense. 22 to 6. Clint Capella out-rebounded the Heat alone on the offensive glass tone. And defensively, this is a bottom five team in Atlanta for the last month or so. And here they were shutting down the Heat. The Heat are not a good team, but the Hawks played so much tougher and they got every rebound. So many dunks. It was demoralizing because the Heat were supposed to be, I bought them as the team of culture and they were the opposite. Go Plasky. Yeah, this was, to me, it was about the demise of the Heat. Just don't forget... They pushed Boston in the conference finals just last season. What happened to that? They, yes. I've never seen a Heat team out uh, second chance points. They lost 26 to 3, out rebounding 63 to 39. Bam, Bam wasn't, didn't show up. When you have Kyle Lowry as your, as your leading scorer, you need to get a scorer. You need to get a shooter. The Heat need to go out this, this summer and acquire a shooter. They need help. And, and Pablo's right. The culture, which, which, which Spo, I thought, was, and Pat Riley have created, was decimated. It, it didn't look like a Heat team at all. You guys are pushing it. I'm going to have to make another bad word for that word, that C word, unless you're referring to yogurt. Culture. No, see? Here, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Let me straighten you guys out. You, you talked about the Hawks and how it's a different team. Why is it a different team? They made a coaching change and they brought in a, a guy who actually knows how to win big games and coach big games. And I, say, I think that's a difference with Young. He's back to playing the way he was in the playoff. You talk about him being a great play-in game player. He was a good playoff player two years ago. Here's a guy. I think that Young is making a difference. This is not the same team that I saw before they change coaches, and defensively, they're a lot improved. They're not a 26th overall like they were earlier in the year. There's a team that's playing good defense, getting those rebounds. and So you believe in these Hawks actually, a little bit. So you have them beating the Celtics. I, I think they, they have shown us in the past they can challenge good teams in the playoffs, and I okay. think they can, they're not going to just roll over again. Pablo Torre, what are you laughing at? At the risk of doing what I did yesterday, I'd like to very safely take the Boston Celtics against yes. the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Please, yes. thank you. Yes. Boy, you say they're a different team. They have an NBA record right now where they're within one game of 500 either way for the last 34 Amazing. games. I mean, it's unbelievable. But maybe that means you take the Celtics to seven games. Maybe that's what it means. Fire sell on the other side. They don't win a game. They don't win a game. Well, they win away. A game or Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. It was a question we found ourselves asking ourselves for the last two months. Would the Bruins go for it? Would previous President's Trophy winner letdowns or the 73-win Warriors or the 18-0 Patriots scare them off? The greatest season in the history of the NHL. Passing the 76-77 Canadians last night. 133 points. 64 wins, and they still got a game to play with here, Bill Plaschke. Mentioned those other all-time teams that didn't win the title. Do you see the Bruins' record-setting season as a good omen or bad omen heading into the playoffs? Tony, the Canadians team they beat did win the title. This is a good omen. They have a plus-53 goal differential in the third period. This is a team usually that they get worn out going for a record. This team's only getting stronger. Woody Page? One of the most dominating teams I've ever seen in the National Hockey League. And you look at a situation like with Hall, Hall, Coyle, and Bertuzzi, the third line, they could be the first line on most teams. They've got the best goaltender in the league. And then Jim Montgomery, in his first year, has made an incredible comeback as a coach in the National Hockey League. Yeah, you know him well from his time right around the corner from you in college. David Dennis, Jr. First of all, I thought we'd agreed never to mention the 73-9 Warriors, but whatever. We did no anyway, such thing. Regard, we absolutely did no <laughs> such thing. I, I was told. In any regard, the difference between the Bruins and those teams and the Warriors and the Patriots squad is those two teams were grinding to get these records until the end of the season. They seemed to wear down a little bit come playoff time. The Bruins, fastest team to 50 wins, fastest team to 100 points. It felt foregone that they would break this record, and they were kind of felt like they were in cruise control, and they have a game to spare, as you mentioned. They seem like they're primed to make a deep run, to, you know, to win the uh, Stanley Cup. Pablo Torre. But it's only a bad omen in general because the postseason is a different beast than the regular season. And this is a team that has dominated and cared about the regular season. And those teams that have dominated the regular season to the point of being literally the greatest regular season teams of all time, Tony, those teams are more important to me historically than the team that actually wins the title in that same year. They give championships to everybody. Someone every year has to win the title. Not everybody gets to be the greatest regular season team we've ever seen before. So shout out to the Bruins and the Warriors and the Mariners and those Patriots because the sample size of the regular season gives us more evidence to actually evaluate than, you know, So you the get bonus of the points the singularity of it, of course. Yeah. Why are so Pablo Torre's take there? That having the best regular season ever is better than winning a championship. Flashy? Oh, it's about championships. I'm not buying a bit of Woody it. Page? Not one bit of that. Uh, you're selling David Dennis Jr. by yourself, Pablo Torre. 100% buying that, of course. 73 wins okay, more well, important. Oh, than that. Who cares who won that yeah, year? Kind of. All right, let's get back to the NBA. Thunder Pelicans now playing in to see who can play another game to 
see who can play in the series, to see who can play in the series, to see who can play in the series, to see who can play in the finals. The shadow <laughs> looming over this game, though, is Zion Williamson. Said yesterday he won't play until he feels like Zion, that he's fine physically but needs to feel like Zion. I don't know how you list that on an injury report. Questionable at Zion. But Pablo, what is that as we go into this playing game tonight? It's depressing, Tony, because first of all, I want to feel like Pablo, but every time I try to say that, Kanye West says, I got there first, which is making me feel bad. And then I think about how Zion feels, and when Zion does not feel like Zion, it reminds me that he is entirely a theoretical player at this point. His nickname on this program is the Hypothesis because he has played in less than 40% of his games in the NBA. This is not news to me, but it does raise a question. Is the theory now that the front office actually is encouraging him to take it slow because they actually need him when the games fully matter deeper into the playoffs? I believe that this is part of the calculus that the Pelicans are making. Even if Zion wants to go, I believe that there is on both sides. But Zion quite literally is saying, I'm holding myself back until I feel like Zion. David Dennis Jr. hearing him say that. I empathize with Zion. I mean, the, the lower leg injury to somebody of that size who can jump, you know, 45 inches in the air, that's a scary thing. Like, it, it makes you feel uneasy about your ability to go out there. It's like a pitcher trying to come back from Tommy John surgery. There is a mental aspect of that. My question here, though, is why are we having this press conference right before such a big game? Why aren't we just saying Zion is out? Why is he giving this explanation when you have a game tonight and there's even a question about why he's not playing in the first place? Woody Page? The doctors have said he'd play. I don't think this is the front office. He's a man who just said, I'm having a little bit of a mental issue here, and I would be better off being on the sideline supporting my teammates. He's only played 29 games this year. Let's see exactly how this continues to play out for him, whether he's going to be able to play in the playoffs at all. Go Plasky. Yeah, I'm not going to criticize Zion for this. He says he doesn't feel like Zion. No player feels like himself physically. This must be something more to it. There must be a lot of stress going on. He's trying to, trying to get his confidence back. I cut the kid a break. Pablo Torre, back in. But I think the question is whether the organization wants him to rush back sooner than he is comfortable with. I don't think they do, Tony. Nothing about how Zion handles himself and his body indicates to me that they want to push him beyond his comfort zone. Maybe it's a delicacy with a player. Maybe that's the, the messaging of him. here, though, has been yes. questionable for the better part of two years. Wouldn't you agree, David? Yeah, I mean, Pablo is assuming that the Pelicans have a plan. They were saying that Zion was going to play at the beginning of last season. Like, they don't seem to understand or have any clue what their uh, long-term thing is with this guy. After yesterday's picks for the play-ins, I, 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 these are picks to pick against, maybe. But Pablo Torre, who you got tonight? Thunder or Pels, Bulls or Raptors? Give me the Pels, give me the Raptors. David Dennis Jr.? Uh, Raptors, Thunder. Age. Pelicans can, Raptors also can. Lasky. Pills and Raptors, I love B.I. The game before the series, before the series, before the series, before the finals, 67 days away. That's it, OGs in Showdown. Oh, Lasky. yeah. Oh, I've been waiting OGs. for this. You're a much. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, 
marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Baseball wow is in showdown. Ryan Mountcastle last night had nine RBI. Nine percent of the way to a hundred RBI season in one night. Third player in the first two weeks of the season with a three-run home run in a grand slam. What is that? And Luis Arise hit for the cycle for the Marlins, first in franchise history. Bill Plashke, Woody Page, welcome to Shutdown. What's the more impressive feat, Bill? Oh, it's it's Arise because he's the one player in baseball that still cares about singles and hitting the ball to where they ain't. He's second in the league in singles last year, batting 537. I love that guy. Uh, come on, Bill. You've been around this game for a long time. Nine RBIs? Give me a break. We see the cycle every day by somebody in baseball, but nine RBIs? Every day? Never Wait, happens. every day? Well, we see it every day, Woody. 9% of the way to 100 RBI season in one day. Is that bad? I'm going to give the we point see a to cycle every day. I know day? we don't care about RBI like we used to. But I'm giving the point to Woody Page. Showdown, too. Oh. And Little League home run in college. Let's go. Everything going right for Penn State. Everything going wrong for West Virginia. Look, look at this play and, and the call here from Penn State. It was Max Ralph on the call. It was amazing. What's your favorite part about this play, the broadcast description by Max Ralph. He's a Penn State student. Yeah. This guy's got a future. He'll be doing the Dodgers in another three There we years. go. It all right. sounded like one of the greatest plays of all time. <laughs> and, and Look at the Penn State runners as they cross on plate. They all stay there, and they dance, and they hop, and they can't believe it. One one scores, another one scores, another one scores, and they're dancing and Celebrating, it's really, it was really sweet. College baseball is so great for the emotion. It, it is, but you're never going to always give the point to the college sportscaster, the man on the call, Woody Page, for giving Max Ralph some love. There we go. Showdown three, some baseball teams extending beer sales to the eighth inning. That's when you know pace of games have really picked up. But doesn't that mean you're serving alcohol and telling people to drive home in an inning? Are you all right with that, Bill? I'm fine with it. I don't want to do anything to dissuade anybody from changing this pitch clock. It's the greatest thing to happen to baseball since bubblegum. Keep it going. I'm fine with the beer sales. Woody Page? Oh, you can't get enough beers, Bill, by the seventh inning that you've got to have another six in the last two innings. The way baseball is progressing so fast and speeded up games, I think that's fine. Just the way it is. To watch your Rockies, you need to drink, Woody. <laughs> Not a bad joke, Flashy. But it's not enough for the win. Woody Page, 30 seconds of FaceTime. A shout-out today to MLB The Show, the video game. This year, for the first time in the history of the video game, they're actually sharing stories about the Negro League uh, players from the 1940s in Kansas City. Uh, Jackie Robinson uh, is a part of the show. 
Satchel Paige, my uncle, and a bunch of the other stars. I think it's a great part of trying to <laughs> educate young people who are playing the game and finding out about the history of the Negro Leagues and what it meant to baseball. So there we go. The Satchel Paige, your uncle. You are the Satchel Paige of this show, Woody. Another win. 600 plus. Statistics. Tomorrow around the Satchel Paige of this show. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.